0: Welcome back, everyone, to my 10th episode on my podcast, Lady Chi. Um, I'm super excited because finally got a chance in this episode to talk to Lual Garang, who is an amazing, amazing person and thought-provoking. Definitely wanted to talk to him the first time that I met um, at one of his programs with the Afro Creative Center for Entrepreneurship. Now, this month, we're looking at resetting and the power that lies within each and every individual and your ability to be able to go from, okay, this was my day, tomorrow I'm going to change it. Or this is my moment now, I don't like it, tomorrow I'm going to change it or today I'm going to change it. Where we're just exploring the um, the power that is within each individual person to be able to start again. And we're so lucky that every time then you wake up, you have a new day, a new chance to do something That you did yesterday completely different now the reason why i really wanted to bring um luau on the show was because um he is he thinks in a certain way and i really wanted you guys to hear how he thinks now luau is a passionate social entrepreneur with engineering background. He holds a bachelor degree in civil engineering with honors from Curtin University. He founded the Afro creative center for entrepreneurship in short called ACE, um, that was in 2018 as a platform where young people of African backgrounds can learn leadership skills, share their ideas and actively learn from their peers um, under the guidance of mentors. Now that was where I first met him at one of his sessions Now, Luau describes himself as a teacher and loves sharing ideas. He's also a lifelong learner and reads um, on average two books a month. So that's a little bit better than me because I've been trying to do one book a month. Um, So he reads at least one, two books a month. Um, on various topics from which he obtains much of his subtle thoughts. Now, Luau is also the founder of the interactive blog, which is called Ankomesh.com, that serves as an avenue for sharing some of the ideas he has learned over the years. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as we discuss meditation, resetting, the power that lies within, and hopefully this might be something that you can take away. Enjoy! really glad that you've managed to put some time aside because when we first met we kind of I resonated with you straight away it was I met you at ACE when you started one of your programs and I thought that was a fantastic program and I think what I got straight away from that was the goal setting and even though I'd done it before um, it, it it was just a great reminder for me to set up my year the way I wanted to to go and podcast was one of those things so I've gone month by month kind of planning how I wanted things to set up. And finally, this month, I'm looking at resetting and um, probably along the lines of doing we're in my house right now. So you can see what's happening. Um, But that's a big part of what I'm doing this month. And I'm running a retreat is all about resetting. So we very vaguely spoke about this and I intentionally made it very vague because I'm always interested in what you really would say about this. Have you ever had a reset moment in your life and had to start again from somewhere
1: well thank you uh i call you lady chi <laughs> is that how you call it i don't know Otherwise. and um thanks for inviting me mm. to your podcast i'm really interested in like this sharing um the power that resides within um, every person mm. and how you can unleash that yeah and uh, resetting is like one of the biggest things that we can ever do. Mm. Um, coming to Australia, to me, to be honest, is a reset. Yeah. But we can take it to the basic, uh, simplest form of reset is when a new day comes in. Okay. That yeah. changes for yeah. for everyone. And you have a new day. Yeah. You had the problem that you were facing yesterday, mm-hmm. and then today you have uh, another chance given to you to reset. So mm. I think uh, every day is a reset. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what's your biggest reset in life, do you think? Uh, Something that's probably like shifted and created a starting point, a new starting point for you. Uh,
1: Okay. I would say the birth of my son, to be honest, is completely new thing to me. Yeah. We thought we could Google our way into that. (laughs) And we really tried (laughs) up until he arrived. We didn't even know like it was a completely new thing. And we look at it and we're like, okay, what do we do with this Mm -hmm. new person? Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was driving home from after Sarah gave birth mm-hmm. and went back home to go pick up something and I had my moment of thoughts like okay this is it a new person has come here and, new here, chapter. and it's a new chapter mm-hmm. under my responsibility what do we do now mm-hmm. and that accepted and I think that was the biggest one for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I like that you've brought this up before about meditation because That was my starting point to start Mm. having a different view on life and choosing to take control and exactly what you've just said, the power that resides in us. I didn't realize the power before because I think I was constantly thinking of the weaknesses that are there, Mm. but you didn't think about how easy it is to change your conscious thoughts and maybe be more present in life. What's been your experience? Actually, more interestingly, what made you start meditating?
1: Well, meditation. Um, I've been like in the past. Okay, I had like a troubled past as a young yeah. African person. Yeah. Back in Uganda, um, we thought things like drinking was cool in mm-hmm. high school, and mm-hmm. running after many girls at the same time was another one. <laughs> but this, you later realize that these things are really dragging you, especially with university. When I went to uni here mm-hmm. in Perth, mm-hmm. and one of the things was that I was doing engineering and this is not a play around course yep. and I tried to play around with it Oh yeah. and it hit me a lot of time I had a couple of fails and I could see that you're not going through mm-hmm. so if you fail one unit you go to the you spend another year just because you failed that one core unit
0: it extends, you it are, it extends.
1: Yeah. and then it kind of get to you and you're angry and mm-hmm. you're not progressing yeah. But when you slow down, that's when you realize that you need to you need to do this. So I started like a self development program where I actually read books, mm-hmm. and then I come across meditation, and then I like, oh, this might be a powerful tool. And then somebody actually mentioned to me that Steve Jobs, yeah, when he got fired from Apple, he went to India and picked up meditation, and that was the beginning of the uh, the current Apple Renaissance.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I thought like if if this uh, guy that is doing this wonders has done it, and then it became a recurring theme in most of the people that I admire that yeah. they do meditate. Yeah, and I tried it, and it kind of like kept changing me in a way that I can't explain. Up to yeah, today. yeah,
0: yeah. So, having said that, especially about meditation, because I, I grew up and we didn't have meditation not no. when I was growing up, not in Africa, no, but we had because we were raised in a Christian home, we had prayer, which right. for some reason now I can find, I can see the the common things yeah. in there. Like, you know, it, things like being grateful, yeah. gratefulness and all that stuff. That, that was all in prayer. So I think in a way that was always there and maybe that's what kept me grounded. But... Mm-hmm. How how do you see meditation for as being an African person? <laughs> how does that work in your community and try to communicate that what you're oh, doing is not a woo-woo stuff?
1: <laughs> it's actually a woo-woo stuff at the moment for a lot of people. Yes. And um I don't I don't see them resonating with it. Mm. People still pray. To be honest, I do encourage people to pray. Yeah. Um sometime back I decided that uh, being, uh, being a Christian wasn't a thing for me yeah, anymore. Yeah. It wasn't like resonating with me at a deeper level. Mm. And um, one time I heard a quote that prayer is basically asking God yeah. for something, mm-hmm. and meditation is like listening to God. What is mm-hmm. He saying? And I thought that well, I don't really want to keep knocking at this guy's door. Uh, I need to like just sit and listen, listen to Him. Yeah. So. Younger people, to be honest, I find younger people in my community, and in African community, do meditate, yeah. who are far younger than me. Interesting. And they are also vegetarian and vegans. So <laughs> there, is a, there is a shift in consciousness about a lot of things, and yes. I feel that uh, we will get there, and yeah. this meditation will be a new normal. Yeah. So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with prayers. Uh, yeah. My... Uh, my wife sarah is also a big christian yeah the dad is a pastor yeah so i always encourage her if she's having like um, a downtown life why don't you pray because that is her thing yeah yeah and now luckily enough uh, there was one uh, event that we had for age and somebody explained meditation to her a little better and well she picked that one
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you you think there's a conflict between meditation and the way it's practiced because i feel like there is the western version and then there's the very eastern version and then i feel like there is a personal version as well (laughs) like everyone kind of interprets in their own way yeah what have you found something that works really well for you or have you kind of feel like you've developed your own way
1: well i started off with um i think the the structure basically you do um guided meditation yes there's some apps at the moment that you can um that you can listen to, mm. you can YouTube some videos as well mm. and then you just sit back and put your your headphones on that is a starting point for the new beginner and if you advance a little bit yeah. you, can, um, you can now um, probably do a timer for yourself mm. and just sit there and um, watch your breath of which basically, what is meditation? that's the part we are yeah. going into yeah. meditation basically is like watching your life and being present to life and the anchor for that normally is your breath mm. and so if you're just sitting there, you sit still and um, watch your breath you will eventually calm down and mm-hmm. all you're doing is just calm down all, yeah. the, all your thought process, you can't stop them definitely you yeah. just have to watch them as they as they come by and at some point you really come to a point where you are ready to do work mm-hmm. what I look at it as is you creating a new canvas for you to paint in so yeah. if you want a masterpiece which is your life mm-hmm you need something to draw on. So yep. now you're giving yourself 20 minutes mm. to prepare this, uh, mm. this stage. And then once you finish that, mm. you give your gratitude and then you go into whatever you, you want to do. do for your day.
0: So interestingly, when I started, in my mm. experience, mm. and that's kind of how I tend to work with this podcast, is like there's a lot of it that's my experience and what I've seen. And I like to hear people's different versions of that as well. Mm. So when I first went to a meditation class, I was like, all right, um i have no idea how this is gonna work Mm because i I mean i tried it on headphones and stuff like that but i sat there and what i really got out of it which was powerful for me was combining meditation and mindfulness Mm -hmm. now i didn't quite have a distinction between the two until it was in practice for me do you kind of get the difference
1: between mindfulness (laughs) yeah and meditation meditation. um that's a tricky one because it's it's Mm -hmm. a thin line between the two is it Yeah. yeah um Mindfulness basically is, is like a walking meditation. So you're basically mm-hmm. incorporating meditation into your daily life. Yeah. So being mindful basically is coming to a present moment. Mm-hmm. So if you say that, I gave you this example last time of having a conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're running late to work in the morning, mm-hmm. right? You left, you meant to get up at seven, but you snooze the alarm and you ended up being 25 minutes later, that's when they the warmth of the bed or yeah. the cold <laughs> you set in and you, you're now going, so you're running late, you took a shower, probably had a breakfast, yeah. and you know probably you're going to run late, there's no doubt, mm-hmm. you're going to be 35 minutes late, mm-hmm. but you want to make up for that along the way by making sure that you, you think that everyone along the, the, the road is, is the one causing all of that.
0: <laughs> so you're angry at everyone. The mindfulness mm-hmm. part
1: comes in when you know that, look, I'm late anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's just go deal with my boss, knowing that I'm late. Let's leave everyone else on the road mm-hmm. to drive the way they want to drive. Mm-hmm. And let me focus on getting there. There are options that you can do. You can say, sorry, boss, mm-hmm. I, I, I was running late. Or you, you can call him before you go there. That's yeah. an option. Yeah. And, and just don't, don't let that little thing that you caused... Seep into every part of your life. Yeah, but then again, you know ne- Tomorrow you ha- that's where you do the reset and you have a new day if you're given a new day it means mm-hmm. that You will have to make sure that you don't snooze your alarm. Yeah, and run late and run the same <laughs> The same program yeah. again. Yeah. So, yeah, so the mindfulness is basically being aware of mm-hmm. where everything how does everything happen in your life mm-hmm. But the meditation is the practice you do to prepare you to be mindful to be mindful Yeah.
0: so I'm looking for a, a, like a, a specific example because I know this is what happened to me when I started incorporating med- mindfulness. And the, the switch, sort of the light bulb moment for me mm. was when um, the guy who was doing, it was a four-week course that we're doing. And yeah. it was just like an hour and a half every Monday or something like that. And the guy who was doing it, he said, look, I was a big CEO in a company and now yeah. he's teaching meditation, you know? He's <laughs> like, I gave up my job. Um, but it's only because I realized that I did not have conversations with people anymore because, because you kind of, life is very funny sometimes when you, when you're focused on what's busy and how life busy is. And a lot of people say, I'm busy. And then oh goodness, all hell breaks loose as soon as you say, I'm busy. So I try not to say Say that, say that as often, but you start when you're not mindful what I found, because this is what my problem was. And that's why stress was such a reoccurring thing for me is every time I'd pick up the phone Mm -hmm. on my computer I would start typing it was like a habit I pick up the phone and I continue typing because it's like almost if I was working and typing and someone calls me, yeah. they've just called me. That's fine, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still, I still have to do my work. And, yeah. it was, and it was because I was never even present in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that it, it happened to me more often that I would have a conversation with the person and I would just nod and say yes. And then halfway realize I'm not even listening. Mm-hmm. So that was my light bulb moment when I kind of hit, oh, snap. I haven't been present. I haven't been here. And that my focus every single day now is to be here because the future is always going to be there. That's great. But I want to be here right now. Listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Did you have, when you started meditating or practicing mindfulness, did you have something that was like a switch on for you to go, a snap? I didn't know this.
1: Uh, that's a tricky one for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have anything in particular yeah. that I can really point to. But there was that gradual process of you, how, you use, how I used to behave in the past. Yeah. So if a different problem comes in, I will always just make sure I get angry at someone (laughs) and I didn't know the difference between like this came from a different problem and and I'm treating someone else differently you know Mm -hmm. and that come back to that listening part as well and I feel like listening is like one of the gifts that you get out of meditation yeah because listening is it's, it's a powerful tool that you can use in your personal relationships as well if you don't listen to people Basically, it's you listen to your own thoughts and yeah. the other person stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if you can cultivate that, you can get into inst- from communication. You can uh, gradually get into communion, and then you you have like that union of souls. And 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 it's a deeper thing.
0: Union of souls. <laughs> Interesting. What what is the union of souls? What
1: is union of souls? <laughs> well, like. You've started all this as a whole conversation, but we have to get into that union of soul. It's, it is a whole
0: conversation. It's basically conversation. like, yeah.
1: I think this is something that everybody has experienced. Yeah. Even if you were a teenager and you were in love, right? Yeah. There's a moment where you're looking at someone, mm-hmm. and you can understand what they're saying, but you didn't say a word, and you smile.
0: Yeah.
1: What would you call that yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I call
0: it? I, I don't know. It's yeah. Okay, it's interesting. Union of souls, I suppose, is the
1: word. I don't know where it came from, but yeah. we'll take it like that for now. There you
0: go. It's hashtag union of souls. So, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so this, this union of souls, now that I'm just interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, is that is that when you just resonate with someone on a deeper level? That At a deeper no, level, not yeah. Not on a conscience level, probably. And,
1: and that is what you cultivate. That's what you cultivate from deeper listening. If yeah. You, if you pay attention. Yeah. And what is listening, basically? It's like mm-hmm. paying attention and being right here, right now. Mm-hmm. If you're drinking tea... You're drinking tea, that's a meditation by the way.
0: That's true. If
1: you're drinking tea, drink yeah. tea. If you're washing clothes, wash clothes. Yeah. Another thing that I realized that, okay, now you asked that question, now I'm answering it better. Yeah, go ahead. It's when you're actually brushing your teeth in the morning and you're mm-hmm. running late, mm-hmm. it comes at a point where you're actually going faster, mm-hmm. but that process can be rushed. So what happened? Mm-hmm. Eventually you, you, dropped, you drop your toothbrush. Yeah. And then you go, wow, I'm not here. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually going to work. While That's trying to brush. That's it. So I think that that might be the, that light bulb moment where mm. I know that if you hear, you hear. You here Just be here.
0: Yeah. I think I just remembered something while you're saying that because I was I was thinking about before like what was my first, or oh, maybe as a young person even like what was my first encounter with mindfulness and being present because mm. I didn't I'll be honest I didn't i been I didn't that was not a concept that I understood but then I went back a little bit in time in my head and um i remember this specific time i was talking i was with my brother at home in malawi this is before we moved here and my mom asked me to do the dishes and obviously i was out playing so i didn't particularly like it that i had to come here and i I would have been maybe 10 years old or something like that yeah um so i had to come back and i was whinging about it because i was thinking about obviously in that moment i'm thinking about going back to play so i was not there and so that I feel like that task actually took me longer because I was not there. I was thinking about what I'm doing next. Then my brother came up to me and he said, you know what, let me show you how to do this. Because I think mom might have said, I think mom might have said to him, yeah. you might want to just show her what to do because she's not happy with what she's doing right now. So he came up to me, or he did it by himself, I don't know. But he came up to me and he's like, let me show you how to do this. And so while we're doing the dishes, this specific action that he did is just what resonated. I was like, snap, okay. this makes the the whole... Task a lot different, hmm. so he took. We had a wooden spoon and we we cook this nshima, which hmm. is made from maize flour. So it yeah. stick to the. I think you guys have that as well.
1: I see that. Yeah, God. I see that. Yes. <laughs>
0: so the you know it sticks to the wooden spoon, and so what he was showing me at the time was how to get rid of that without being angry. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. So he ju- I just used the other spoon and then started removing it slowly. And for some reason, I just enjoyed that task a lot more, and it was. Wow nothing major and 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 I think that's for me when I look back to it that's kind of how I'm approaching everything if you're there Mm. and you are doing what you are doing
1: that's it that's it yeah that's 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 your meditation Mm. and um, the other thing like thinking back about like how um, I've ever been mindful of being present Mm. it it goes back to university time okay especially when you're doing math or design work this this is a particularly difficult thing to do Mm -hmm. so it could take you up until um, 2 a.m to figure something out and at 2 a.m when the focus sets in you are actually consumed that you can even do about four hours Mm -hmm. of work and you don't even know and the numbers actually get to be correct and you don't even know how all of that came in it's like some power came into you Mm -hmm. and begin to make you do all of this Mm -hmm. so that focus attention put at one particular point can break through into into this um, into this mindfulness. So you've already done it in the past, but you mm-hmm. just you just didn't give it names, Yeah. So it happened to you, but you do yeah, yeah, that's
0: it. Okay. So bringing it back now to resetting. Hmm. So what I'm I think maybe exploring more, hmm. and I I use this example maybe when you spoke last time. Yeah. About um, blinking for me, for example, hmm. is a form of reset. So I am very much okay with the fact that my body understands reset because it knows when I'm supposed to shut down and <laughs> it's just we don't take it seriously because yeah. people like to keep going. We like to push ourselves to do more or drink coffee and, you know, do things a little bit more, I suppose, when mm. we know that there's supposed to be a shutdown and yeah. you're supposed to. So what do you think is the besides the biological fact that you have to reset and stop mm. at the end of the day? what mental benefit is it to reset maybe from a situation altogether or a life mission mm. to just have a reset what would you say the benefit other than the biological fact that you have to do it
1: um well like if you if you're somebody who want to perform at a higher level right mm-hmm. say you want to get more well a lot of people if you're getting seventy thousand a year yeah that in itself is actually good enough for an average person but if you want to get more than that mm-hmm. for whatever reason you want to travel you want to like explore the world yeah and then there has to be a next level of um of why you need to do that mm-hmm. and if you don't even do that there, there are other ways you the risk that sickness mm-hmm. is one of them yes so when yeah. you fall sick yeah it's just a body saying that you push me beyond the limit mm-hmm. now Fall down or die. <laughs> in most cases, that's when you you really go to the doctor. At this level, somebody like me, I can. I'm not saying this is what everybody should do, but yeah. I can use the meditation and and food and watching like what goes into my body yeah. as a way of like um of keeping that that energy in the body to keep going. Mm. And a lot of time people just said um good health with looking uh buff and the entire body, yep. but I, I've realized that people have forgotten about what a normal human body feels like.
0: Yeah.
1: Nobody knows it anymore. Oh,
0: looks and, like. <laughs> and,
1: and they know what it looks like, mm. what the TV has shown them. It looks like the guy in the gym with, with six-pack and mm. muscle group turned out. But does that body mm. feel happy inside? That, is, mm-hmm. is, it, is it at peace with itself? And so that is basically how I, how I look at it. It's, mm. it's about that taking, the, taking care of the inner body.
0: How do you know when your body is at peace with itself? personally uh, how you, do I know you? yeah
1: all right, I'll give you simple things. Yeah. The other thing was that I used to be anxious about nothing, yeah, I know that nobody died, mm. and um I know that I'm not angry with my partner mm. but i'm anxious i'm just I'm just constantly feeling some sort of something is not right yeah and and that is just basically it is an indication that something is not right. Mm. Another thing is like when you, a lot of people go to see the doctor and the doctor says that. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And they get angry that they're actually not getting medicated, which they is want supposed to be, good. to be They wrong. want something to be wrong with yeah. you. Now why is something wrong with you? But you know that the doctor is saying that. It means that uh, your biochemical system is mm. imbalanced. Mm. So you need to reset, I'll use your word. Yeah. <laughs> you need to reset. Yep. Yeah. So that is that is those are a few indications of like how you know your body is not is not at rest, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And a lot of times, some people might not be content with, with a lot of things that they have. Yeah. You have so many things, you bless, like you might have a, a good car, yep. a good house, yep. and you have a university degree, mm-hmm. but you still don't feel happy. I don't know what you really want there, mm-hmm. so you need to check in. Yeah.
0: yeah. See, so I like that you've brought that up because this would come into my probably my personal experience. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've ticked all the boxes in life, you know wanted to do this wanted to do that but there was just no happiness and it was because i was looking for happiness from outside right i was looking that it has to come from somewhere because i knew that i had done whatever i needed to do but i just hadn't done one thing just learn to love myself that that was a that was something that just not it was not a concept that i understood it was you give love Mm. You might receive love, yeah. but you don't do it for yourself.
1: That's that's an interesting one. Um, yeah. Love is a big topic. And mm-hmm. and love is just like one of... Um, it's a quality that comes out of infinite intelligence, or some people call it God. Yeah. So it's a quality of... They always say there's fruits of the Holy Spirit from the Bible.
0: Yeah,
1: my, one of my names is the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, Love is an interesting one, because most of the time, right? Mm. I used to take it this way. That was my own old, old concept.. That, oh yeah. But that was the wrong one. Okay. But I used to like it. Okay. So I used to take it as like, okay, if you' two, two people are in, in, in a loving relationship, mm-hmm. one has to be at the top of the mountain, and the other one at the valley. The, if if, he, if one doesn't stay at the valley and the other one doesn't stay at the mountain top, mm-hmm. there will be a trouble. So the, this one has to be a sucker, the one below, right. and the one at the top has to be the one leading the relationship. As long as that thing stays the same, there's balance. There's balance, but that was completely misinformed. But what I realize now is that <laughs> after doing all of this, is um, there is a love that resides inside of us. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't get it from me. Mm-hmm i radiate it so that you can be able to mirror it to see it inside of me if you don't have it inside of you you will be uh an obsessed person mm-hmm. looking for something that somebody else has, yes. and now you have to fight me all the time mm-hmm. that i'm not giving you something yeah but if you have love inside of you it's a celebration mm-hmm. so it's just like now that, that that valley and mountain are now at the same level and they just they're just playing yeah yeah
0: it's a very interesting way to talk to think about love.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It works for me to be yeah. honest, but yeah, um, I, I've I've thought about it and and it has been supported by some literature too. So. Yeah, there you go. I, I knew yeah. there had
0: to be literature there that you're yeah. gonna say. Okay, so that's that's kind of like where I was going with um resetting. And maybe the fact that I've been talking a lot about resetting from past situations. So I'm finding with a lot of people who I've been talking to mm. now, most of them being young women, yeah. um, that 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 32 34, 35 mm. are very interesting ages. Yeah, A lot of um, resetting opportunities are available at that age mm. now you you're around this age range yeah. what have you found to be interesting maybe maybe not challenges but interesting about this age range that you probably wouldn't have seen before or probably will not you know won't happen again
1: this is really weird because yeah i don't know like three years ago yeah. when i became more serious about my life mm-hmm. and knowing that actually i'm 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 the captain of this uh, ship and yeah. i have to steer the way i want to yeah it got more mm-hmm. exciting for me and i was i'm thinking that look i can do something like if something is not working i can change it mm-hmm. and it makes me feel happy to know that i can consciously get into life yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. i make bad decisions but that's life yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. i make good decisions and i will have to make sure that i make more good decisions mm-hmm. than the bad ones and being able because you have tools now you have meditation you have mindfulness you have if you do yoga you do yoga yeah. if you work out in the gym mm-hmm. you work out in the gym yeah the reason why you do some of these things you don't have to do something for its own sake if yeah. you just go to the gym for gym for you to get muscles and it's not health benefit you just gotta stop that because mm-hmm. there's nothing it's adding to you but yeah. all these tools you need to use them for whatever work that you need to do now i know that in 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 30s you have a lot of work to do and time is really running out. When 40 hits you, yeah. you need to be able to show something yeah. to the rest of the world. And I'm talking about like delivering results that are supposed to help other people. Because yes. I believe in giving value yep. to more people. If you give value to more people, your mm-hmm. stuff will get taken care of. Ah, yeah. oh, bunny here.
0: That's <laughs> my bunny. Yeah.
1: That's lovely. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. that is basically what it is for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's interesting that you said you've brought up about um adding value to people because I wanted to get there eventually. But I was just hoping the conversation (laughs) goes there naturally, which it has.
1: Yeah.
0: Ace. So where did that where was that brain child from?
1: Well that's that's really that one, you know, how when you have like your passion project you tend to get heated up about it. Yeah. It's basically what I was thinking of is um I've been here in the West, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of time, not only here in the United States, mm. the money is pure. Like oh, honey. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, mm. In the United mm. States, in Haiti, in mm. Jamaica, wherever the the African person is always like struggling mm. about something.
0: Yeah.
1: And then mm. I look at it. I look at. I admire the work that has been done in the West, in yeah. all of the civilization, and yeah. I think of it like, okay, have I met that one Western person that is. Far superior than the African person, mm-hmm. and then I realize that, that person doesn't. I've not seen them. Yeah. I've gone to work and I've seen people. I've been to uni and I've seen yeah. people, and they're just ordinary people. Yeah. They're doing normal people stuff. But then, where's the difference? Yeah. Then I realize that it's just the faculties of people's mind that have been structured in a certain way. Yeah. They've studied that and they apply uh, I'm talking about um, uh, things like uh, having a willpower yeah. to be consistent at something. Say mm-hmm. if you. If you want to go to work, right? Mm. You respect your boss's time, but if you start your own project, you're most likely to keep it up easily. We have this concept called African time, which (laughs) which which really get me angry. Doesn't exist, but you know it doesn't exist, and we call it African time. And the the funny part is that we smile to it as well. It's African time; everybody smiling because we know we're making all of this one up just to keep us down. So I want Mm -hmm. to be able to like teach a young African person Mm. all this new concept that I've read and I've learned through um, all my all my studies yes to know that look you have the power inside you Mm -hmm. to do everything that you want to do now it takes a lot of things it takes like having a mastermind group group of people that are working towards the same goal Mm -hmm. no one will change Africa the way it is Africa has so much potential but it takes one person to change himself and you change yourself, now we'll be at the same level where we can understand how do we solve the problem that are facing the African person. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I need to be able to, to do this. This is my life mission. Yeah. If I can change a few people mm-hmm. that will, 100 years later, change the way things are, it might not be me that changed mm-hmm. everything. I'll give you a simple concept that... Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> the bunny is up to something. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, if you say, um, Today, if I'm uh, the chairperson for AU, mm-hmm. and I have one thing to, to deliver in that, in that period of time, I would just pick a simple thing. It's like, look, why don't we pick one African language that is popular? Mm-hmm. I don't have to know it myself. Uh, the rest of the African older generation don't need to know it. But we need to start from nursery school, teach it to a group of people for 20 years, Hmm. and by the time they're 20 probably they're in universities now they can communicate among each other you look at uh, countries like australia Mm -hmm. united states china they have one language that they're speaking Mm -hmm. we don't have that advantage we have all micro languages that are operating in Mm -hmm. in africa if i can do that i want people to be thinking like that this is just a basic uh, thing that i'm saying okay and Mm -hmm. if i can Free in mind to think like that, like this is your, this is your continent mm-hmm. or this is your community. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you think differently rather than this fully structured system? Yeah. That's why um, I started Ace. It's great.
0: You <laughs> know, and I, look, I really, I, I, see, I saw the value of what you were doing from mm-hmm. the first time that I went and it's the, and that's why it resonated with me because it's got nothing to do with mm. teaching people how to think it's opening their minds Minds, to what they're able to do and and you don't want to judge anyone because people are brilliant at a whole lot of things but if you can just empower them to be able to reach into that and not necessarily do things right it's Mm. about knowing when things go wrong what do you do in that situation and having the
1: tools not, yeah you have
0: the tools essentially we do have, it? We, do have
1: yeah. it. we do have a lot of tools i can use everybody as a resource a Let's lot of say. time i try to bring people mm-hmm. because i don't want to project myself there although mm-hmm. i i know that at some point i'll come in yeah. and then teach but at the moment i'm trying to deflect the whole energy mm. to be about they the, the organization itself yeah and um bringing people even you next time i'll probably <laughs> like bring you in and you talk to people about something yeah and um yeah. all i want to be honest if i have ask today of all your audience and mm. people that will listen to this is that let's come and, 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 and try to have a, have a listen to what we're saying. Yeah. If we have a topic, listen, like, where do this people come from? Yeah. If it doesn't make sense to you, it's so all right, go and search for it. another one. Always that's look it. for what, you, well, what belongs to you. Mm. But we're looking for a group of people that want to better, you know, a, a future generation and yeah. give them a chance to participate in uh, the global economy. That's it. It's, we don't yeah. have to, like, keep knocking at the doors. And, and that's why you see a lot of time our events we want to be able to like collaborate with people Mm -hmm. if we find an African person that has uh, a business yeah and then we bring it in recently we just called we did a partnership with injera house Mm -hmm. it's like an Ethiopian business in Durabuka yeah and what we're trying to do there is give value to them and they give value to us by Mm -hmm. subsidizing the food that we get from them Mm -hmm. and now the businesses are trading among each other yeah and we want to do that with more with more people Mm -hmm. I want all the African organization to talk to each other yeah and see that how can you help the other person yeah a, and create a value to, to and leave it there in the community
0: that's awesome yeah. well thank you so much No problem. I know you've seen that the conversation no structure but we ended up where we needed to end <laughs> up eventually because I, I needed to talk about ice yeah. so do you have any major events coming up
1: Um, one of the things that we're doing at the moment is uh, we want to teach people about um, we start with the mind first. Yeah. All the faculties of mind. Uh, what is your purpose? Getting your life vision. To be honest, you need to know. If you die today, are you happy doing what you're doing? Mm. Are you happy taking care of your bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love a bunny. Um, yeah.
1: So that that is the thing. Like we want to start there, and then there we have to build skills. We know like there's a lot of another thing that people undermine is the fact that we I hear a lot of time that people want to be entrepreneurs. But I feel like people need to be professional first. Yes. By professional, I don't mean that you have to go to the corporate mm. world. You need to be the person that actually respects your time. Yeah. You spend it with the people that value that time. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to say what you, you say you're going to do and do it. Yes. That way, you know, you stand out. You have to deliver some results at some mm-hmm. point. That is what professionals do. So that professional person, we need to build it in, in our organization. We need to build professionals. Mm-hmm. They have to be, they don't have to like go work for other people. Why do yeah. you have to work for other people? If you can work for yourself and deliver something or fail, mm-hmm. make sure you try again because yeah. a professional doesn't quit. That's now, a professional who does things on their own and follow their own path mm-hmm. is called an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And these are the people who want to build.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. No so have no you got problem. an event
1: coming up soon? I think yeah, we have, uh, we have uh, the young girls that went to, uh, to Parliament. Yes. And they, they're coming to narrate their journey. What did it take? What mental block did they have to overcome? Yeah. To get to like be able to sit in the same space with uh, the Premier of Western Australia. Yeah. Which was a courageous thing. A lot of times they didn't even want to tell us that they're going there. <laughs> yeah. And I, asked, I kept requesting for their photos. Like, can we share your story? Like, yeah. no, 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 no. We don't know. Yeah and that's the event that is coming up it's good for awesome. for young girls mostly mm-hmm. to be able to empower each other and yeah. have that composition that's the one coming on the 17th of uh this month which is this coming saturday awesome so you're also welcome and yes. bring one other person with you
0: i will this time uh, sure.
1: another event that surely we need to promote is uh we are bringing we're trying to make sure that the young african people in high school and the first year of university mm-hmm. to be mentored by people that look like them. Okay. So we want to be able to bring in like 30 mentors mm-hmm. who are professional mm-hmm. and create them from different um, fields, engineering, doctors, lawyers, whatever. Mm. And we bring them in the same space and we bring the community kids to talk to them and make sure you have an informed decision before you become an engineer. Right. Otherwise you will be disappointed like myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's a huge commitment.
1: That's it. Massive. So yeah, it's big, but we will ask for help from everyone else. We, yeah. So that's that's the other event that I'm really, mm-hmm. I know it will add massive value to the, to the community. I think so, yeah. definitely. So those two, and then we have more to announce on our page. So just keep a look on keep our a page. Look Afro Creative Center for Entrepreneurial Ace.
0: Awesome and I will definitely put a link with the podcast when we post it out and so awesome. might put a link to the event as well. So hopefully you can have a whole bunch of girls coming up.
1: No problem. Hopefully awesome. I've given value to um
0: Oh trust me to your
1: to your people. <laughs> trust
0: me, the the beauty about this is you never know who you speak to, even if they might never say something. Yeah you never know what you've said and what it means to someone else.
1: No, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, ah. yeah, um, that's why I took my time off today, and I'm looking out for more opportunities. If anyone out there yeah. Want us to have a seat and have a discussion, I'm open. Thank Great.
0: You. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Cheers.
1: Cheers. <laughs>